0: Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is Hot Shot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the JK Podcast. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you can follow Canadian Wrestling's Elite on social media. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CWE Canada for all the up to date latest news updates on Canada's Elite Wrestling Alternative. This is Ryan Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the j Podcast.
1: Alright guys, Big Joe and Carl Carrotfield here on the J&K Podcast. What is going on? What's up guys? Alright, so we're here for another week, Carl. There's been some... Uh, Interesting, some weird, wacky stuff going on in the wrestling business uh, this past week. But before we get into all that, let's of course talk about our main sponsor, caller and elbowbrand.com. Of course, we have to mention collar
2: and elbow Brand.com, the elite place to go for all things professional wrestling streetwear. Um amazing products. I have a shirt. I have a couple shirts, I have the, the hat. Joe has got shirt as well. My wife has got a shirt. Joe's significant other <laughs> has a sh- has uh, the uh, toboggan toque. Like this stuff is amazing and it is getting out there everywhere. We're walking billboards with this stuff. Folks. We are. Seriously. <laughs> if you guys have um, not seen... You need to go and watch the pre-show for the pay-per-view Fastlane as well as watch Fastlane yeah. because you will see Collar and merchandise on the show. It wasn't specifically talked about, but it's there. You can you can literally see it. Okay. And what's awesome about that is if you go to collarandelbowbrand.com and make a purchase and if you use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, you will get 10% off your entire purchase. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like you just said, you know, the it's starting to reach out to some different places when you look on TV now. And uh, just in the general population now, we're starting to see more and more of this brand getting out there. As their, uh, their motto says, you know, when wrestling passion meets street fashion, this is really the whole philosophy behind Collar and Elbow Brand is people who are fans of professional wrestling and those who are actively involved in the business sharing a cooperative interest and passion for what is professional wrestling, and this oh, yeah. is all kind of embodying that and what makes the whole, just the whole philosophy behind the whole thing very cool. And, of course, make sure and uh, go over to grillposition.com and check out our friends over there. If you like the real professional, as I've kind of coined it, the pro wrestling illustrated approach to you know professional wrestling editorial and just uh, storytelling it doesn't really get much better than that. Uh, go over no. and check those guys out. Uh, there's stuff up there every day. Uh, Ryan Bowman, the uh, editor-in-chief of the area, he's a workhorse. He puts out a number of things every single day. So you know, you never run out of things to read yeah. over there. So make sure and go and check them out. Uh, they are, uh, of course, uh, partners with us. And, uh, and yeah. Very so, happy to be. Very happy to be, absolutely. Yeah. All right, but before we get into all of our wrestling discussion here this week, let's get to our usual sound clip here. This, again, Comes from The Simpsons. Uh, they're an endless source for uh, for funny uh, clips here, and this again is a uh, Troy McClure uh, bit uh, done uh, um, with Phil Hartman, who have, uh, of course is no longer with us. Had some great uh, bits on this show, and this is teaching the kids about Fuzzy Bunny. A little bit of sex education here with Mr. Troy McClure. Enjoy. Mm. Class, in order to explain why your hormones will soon make you an easy target for every smooth-talking Lothario with his own car and tight jeans, I will now show a short sex education film. Ezekiel and Ishmael, in accordance with your parents' wishes, you may step out into the hall and pray for our souls.
3: Hello, I'm actor Troy McClure. You kids might remember me from such educational films as Lead Paint, Delicious But Deadly And here comes the metric system I'm here to provide the facts about sex in a frank and straightforward manner And now here's Fuzzy Bunny's Guide to You Know What This is Fuzzy Bunny About a year ago, he noticed his voice was changing He had terrible acne And had fur where there was no fur before He also noticed Fluffy Bunny
1: Boring.
3: Fluffy and Fuzzy went to the park, the ice cream social, the boat show, and various other wholesome activities. And they never ruined their fun by giving in to their throbbing biological urges. Then came the big day. Fluffy and Fuzzy got married. That night came the honeymoon. She's faking it. The most satisfying part of the night was knowing that they waited. Nine months later, Fluffy gave birth to 14 beautiful bunnies. Eight survive. And now that you know how it's done, don't do it.
1: Any questions? Mrs. Krabapple? how come you don't live with Mr. Krabapple? because Mr. Krabapple chased something small and fluffy down a rabbit hole. How do we know when we fall in love? Oh, don't you worry. Most of you will never fall in love and marry out of fear of dying alone. <laughs> How would I go about
2: creating a half-man, half-monkey type creature? I'm sorry, that would be playing God. God, schmott, I want my monkey man.
1: So there you go, a classic <laughs> bit from The Simpsons, and oh. uh, definitely a good one. Now, like I said, uh, that guy had, you know, with that uh, Troy McClure bit, uh, that character, uh, had so many good classic moments that that's definitely a good one there if you want to look up that particular clip uh just look up the fuzzy Bunny's guide to you know what and you'll find exactly what we just played
2: and it actually does say fuzzy Bunny's guide <laughs> to you dash no dash
1: what yeah yeah some good stuff there all right so uh getting into the wrestling discussion here i, I think uh the main thing that uh We will start off with, and and I have another sound clip to go along with this. Um, This has, again, to do with Mr. Brock Lesnar and Mr. Roman Reigns. And this time, of course, involving a little bit of Mr. McMahon, we'll play the bit that happens here, and then we will discuss what happened and the repercussions. Yes.
0: I want to take us to the Universal Championship match. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns which will be a match for the ages. But as far as tonight is concerned, unfortunately, I was just told that Brock Lesnar would not make it here tonight. I was told he might've had transportation issues or he just wasn't feeling well or he just decided not to show. But regardless, we're gonna have a great show tonight. I literally said this a couple weeks ago, and I wasn't lying. Brock doesn't respect me, he doesn't respect this company, and he doesn't respect anybody here in Detroit. Brock Lesnar didn't show up for work today. What are the repercussions, Kurt? What kind of trouble is he in? What kind of penalty is there gonna be for him, huh? Don't answer, I will because there's not gonna be because he's Vince's boy. Don't touch my microphone. What I'm saying is the truth. Think about it, Detroit, what would happen if you didn't show up for work? They'd fire y'all. What do you think would happen to me or anybody else in that locker room, huh? Best case scenario, we get a huge fine. Worst-case scenario, we can't feed our kids now. And that's a problem. It's not fair, and that's a problem. And you're not the problem, you're just the middleman. The real problem is Vince McMahon. The man that I literally just walked past before I came out here, and he didn't even have the courtesy or the respect to let me know what was happening tonight. Instead, you had to tell me live on TV out here. That's a man I bust my ass for. I travel all over the world. I'm not at home the majority of the year for him and this company. So it's one thing to be disrespected by Brock Lesnar. But I will not be disrespected
3: by Vince McMahon. Well, you can understand Roman Reigns being extremely upset over this entire situation. The no-show of Brock Lesnar and what he calls the disrespect from the boss. I I understand exactly what Roman's feeling right now. I mean, he's irate with good reason, but I I just hope Roman doesn't do something stupid. Where is he going? What's
0: going on, man? You're not going to talk to me now? You're not going to talk to me? (laughs) No respect here, huh? No, no, no. chill out. After I all these years, I huh? I'm not talking to you. I got this. Let's go talk about. It. Let's go
3: talk about Miles. Don't commercial. Go.
1: Come on, let's go. So there we go. Again, we're blurring the lines with this uh, with this angle because it's again watching this, we're, we're not sure what's storyline, what's reality. Good, absolutely. You know, given the the big scope of things looking at it from the fan perspective, I know that there's a lot of people that were very upset because, you know, Brock Lesnar is a big draw. And again, no showing. So some people, you know, rightfully and deservedly, you know, upset there. But again, we're blurring the lines here. And I I think good uh, in that respect.
2: I really do think that it's good in that respect. I mean, blurring those lines, just again, going back to previous episodes that we've done i really feel that the realism was taken away yeah. and now they're starting to and i don't know who's listening yeah i don't know who's listening but somebody at the wwe has to be listening to us yeah. because
1: something we've railed on yeah
2: i mean yeah. like this this is it's, it's it's really starting to get to that kind of Realism, kind of grayish area again. Going, holy crap, what just happened? And
1: is is this a work or is this a shoot? Like, what's going on? Right. There, there, there's, you know, this is going back a fair ways. You know, getting slightly off topic, but not really. You know, there are times where, you know, all kidding aside, sometimes I look to see if there's any bugs planted in this particular area because there's a lot of things that you know that we've called that have happened that kind of nobody else or we're, we're the first person first groups that have mentioned these things we were talking when wwe went back to the women's title we called that i'm pretty sure before anybody else even thought of that months the with jeff Jarrett getting to hall of fame that was a year or more yep. before that anything that kind of happened and you know this going to the more uh realism and uh you know doing the stuff with roman i think you know we probably mentioned that as well so that oh you yeah know, we're pretty good at predicting stuff around here, let's put it that way. (laughs) We are. But this is, you know, particularly interesting and it's getting people talking. So, you know, in that respect, mission accomplished with that. But then again, from the the fans' aspect and their point of view, I can see some people, for lack of a better term, pissed off. And I completely understand.
2: I completely understand that as well. (laughs) I mean, you take a look at, uh, you know, the card and and, and I understand every card says subject to change, but I'm sure that they would have had Brock Lesnar yeah. on some sort of advertising for that show. Mm-hmm. So now you've got people, some people who have bought tickets specifically for Brock Lesnar yeah. for him now not to show up.
1: Yeah.
2: It's going to leave a sour taste in some people's mouths. It really will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from last night's raw, I think hundred percent they made up for it. You know, uh, yeah. just everything that really happened um, it was an all-in-all all good show. You, surprisingly, and I think it's it's because we had somebody over, we had a friend over. Yeah. But you stayed up and watched the entire three hours and two minutes show.
1: Yeah, that's pretty rare for me. You know, having more people to watch with you know, gener- definitely generates more discussion. I think that's what yeah. kind of kept me involved in it. You know, because when wrestling's on, it's hard for me not to, to talk about the <laughs> stuff. Just because it's, it's something it's just it's a it's a natural thing when there's wrestling going on and you know whether we're just sitting watching or we're doing this podcast it's just something just a natural discussion happens it is and and it's a passion exactly yeah. right so you know and it's not always gonna be us always agreeing with each other like you had just mentioned with the card subject to change you know this is a particular topic that gets me kind of hot and bothered that's why I mentioned because it. I hate <laughs> You know, when, when, you know, that's why I think that they should be a little bit more vague with their marquees and, you know, they're uh, promoting for some of these shows, especially when it gets close to these big events like WrestleMania, especially when they start having like these championship matches at house shows before and after and whatnot. I mean, I, I get it at the same time, but at the same time, it, it just it creates a lot of frustration with me because I think it gives away things a little bit and it just, it 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 messes things, and not only that, you know, you run the risk of overworking your top talent to yeah. the point of injury, too. So, you know, there's multiple issues with with that approach, in my opinion. At the same time, I understand it as well. You know, they need to sell tickets with the big names.
2: If there's anybody that's listening that is not a professional wrestling fan and doesn't really understand Mm. this, um, essentially what happens is WWE will do promotional material uh, months in advance. So right now, just after WrestleMania, um, they're going to be in whatever area. Let's say they're going to be in Kansas. um, And they're advertising the Intercontinental Champion, The Miz, (laughs) being in... Kansas at this show that's after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. where we all know that The Miz is in a match at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship belt. Absolutely. So now, it, Joe's point so now do we just know that The Miz wins because he's advertised? Over here now in Kansas for this—that's where the uncertainty, comes right? In, that's right? that's where where it kind of comes in, and that's where Joe is kind of like, I wish they would stop advertising that champions are going to be at these places yeah, because yeah. we never know, yeah, right, exactly. So for those who don't l- watch professional wrestling and are listening to this for the first time, or, or maybe second time, or third time, or all the times, I hope <laughs> that's a little bit of into yeah. kind of what Joe was talking about. So
1: and a lot of that kind of stems. Too and this you know kind of boils down to something actually very simple. It's the fact WWE is live with their programming. Yes, if this stuff was pre recorded like the NXT thing, which to the best of my knowledge, the episodes that are currently airing are possibly months old. So you know therein lies some of the the, the problem as well, right? So yeah. before a lot of the stuff used to be kind of you know taped, and you know since you know Monday Night Raw and everything started going live, you know you run into those particular issues. But again, you know that's a really broad topic that we could probably spend a week talking oh, yeah. about. <laughs> we could, yeah. So, but you know, there are other uh, things to get to, and especially this one. Uh, th- this is uh, you know an issue that uh, I think we're going to take a bit of a different approach to this because we uh, you know spent some time you know deciding how we were going to tackle this particular issue because <laughs> you know th- there's some potential for you know some backlash and some uh, some heat to happen with this legitimately. So you know. I think the best way to kind of approach this here, to boil it all kind of down for you folks, uh, there is going to be, to the best of my knowledge, to give you a little bit of context here for Wrestlemania, I'm not entirely sure if there's going to be an Andre the Giant battle royal match, because it hasn't been advertised at all yet, and I haven't heard anything about it yet. So it looks like to replace it or substitute might be uh, this women's battle royal, which they're naming after the quote-unquote fabulous moolah. Now this has sparked not only just in the internet wrestling community and the podcasting community, but just wrestling fans and people who are passionate about the business. A lot of backlash about this. Now we, you know, we could really delve into a you know, Possibly, will over time uh, of, of things that uh, you know may or may not have happened. You know, I'm sure there's some people out there that can you know probably do some uh, more research than, we, than maybe we can or have more resources. But uh, I think what we'll do, you know. Is kind of open this kind of topic up for discussion. We'll take advantage of our social media, uh, that J podcasts, you know, either on Twitter, or Instagram, or Facebook. We're going to uh, kind of put this out here as a topic and see what you, our loyal listeners, think about this. Uh, if maybe you maybe have some insider knowledge, you know, or or an opinion, or you know, or something to do with this whole issue, and we can kind of see you know, what everybody kind of thinks, and we can kind of incorporate into the discussion uh, for this whole thing. We're really curious to see what everybody kind of thinks about this. Yep. Because it's a pretty big issue, and, you know, we don't want to delve into it too much too fast because, uh, you know, we try to steer clear from the dirt cheek kind of approach, and we don't necessarily want to uh, put some misinformation out there in case there is some. You know, as we do speculate, you know, but we don't... uh, you know, say something is something without maybe not being the case. So let's talk about Braun Strowman. One man taking on the tag team champions at WrestleMania for the tag team titles.
2: That's the way it's looking right now. Um, they had a tag team battle royal that happened on this past Monday Night's Raw for number one contendership mm-hmm. for them to uh, face the bar at WrestleMania. Um As it turns out, Braun Strowman decides that he's going to insert himself into the match and ultimately won the match. So now we're kind of not at a loss, but kind of at a loss here going Mm -hmm. is Braun Strowman going to face the bar or is Braun Strowman going to get a tag team partner to face the bar? Um, Will we maybe see the first ever singles tag team champion?
1: Yeah. Uh, what I would want to see, just because it's something completely different to the best of my knowledge, and at least in WWE, I don't believe that there's been one person that said, well, you know, jokingly aside, there's been some people that say, I'm the tag team champions. As a singular person, I believe it was Daniel Bryan. Yep. Um, but to actually see one man legitimately go for the tag team titles by himself, I mean, I mean, and who better to do it than the monster among men to get his hands on the bar by himself at WrestleMania. I mean, short of giving him a WWE title match. I mean, that's as close to a big push as he's going to get right now. And I think good on them to do it. Definitely. It is. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. It's uh, slowly, but surely WrestleMania is kind of getting more, more exciting. Uh, we've been, I've, personally I've been getting kind of concerned about how it's going you know we even saw you know John Cena calling out the Undertaker again this week as well mm-hmm. you know and and that's um, you know they're going about it a really different way you know with these multiple angles with with stuff with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar with John Cena Undertaker they're really mixing it up this year and doing things uh, differently and I wonder where this approach is coming from is it something from Vince is it somebody else
2: it has, it has been wondering it is Unfortunately,
1: we're not going
2: to know, but I mean, yeah, 100%, it is a big, interesting kind of thing to note. I mean, who's at this point in the game, at this point in, quote unquote, the game, who is running things? (laughs) Um, Do we have Vince McMahon, you know, calling the final shots, but with influence from maybe... Paul Levesque, yeah. Triple H, The Game? I, I think so. <laughs> I, I For for stuff like this to be happening, I really think so as well. For us to now have, you know, as as, as we're not going to talk about circumstances around it, yeah. but we're talking about the, the Fabulous Mula Battle Royal, mm-hmm. that's something that, that, that was never done before. A women's yep. elimination chamber match was never done before. Yep. A women's Royal Rumble was never done before yep. until... Triple H kind of came into the picture a little bit further into the forefront. Now, seeing some different type of booking, I I wonder if, Mm -hmm. not necessarily that this is maybe Triple H, but maybe they have some new writers that have come in and some different types of approaches to stories and the way things uh, things are built. It's very possible that they have writers who are from the indies that have done writing in the indies because they're coming out with, with more and more indie stars coming into the promotion. Yep. Why not now grab from like management from the indies and bring them in as well? It just, it, to me, it makes sense. And that is where I think ultimately the entire thing is coming from. It's coming from independent promotion writers now coming to the WWE with a different thought and different approach to things, mm-hmm. and this is what we're seeing.
1: And I even pointed this out uh, last night. Uh, I picked up on this right away, and I think it may or may not have something to do with this particular issue. When they were talking to Vince backstage in that that segment, there, he visibly looks like he's just tired. Like you, you, just, you, you look at his face. You know, he the, the man looks like he's tired you know he's man do- has age doing uh, this uh you know the xfl thing D- you know being backstage for for all of these shows like it to me he just he looks visibly tired and i think maybe you know slowly but surely you know giving up a little bit of control and you know letting some other people you know contribute a little bit more. It, it, it's it's almost the Paul Heyman kind of situation, you know, when he was running ECW, just taking, you know, and God bless him for trying, but taking on too much by himself and burning himself out. Every day, you know. Every day going. And I, I'm, I'm starting to see that a little bit in Vince now. He, he looks like he is just, he's weathered. He's, you know, done so much that I think he's maybe, he's starting to realize you know, that's the case and, you know, giving up a little bit of control and letting these other very capable people you know, contribute to to help running the business and to take some pressure off him he takes a lot on himself. So I think it's uh, it's a, a good thing. I think in the big scope of things, because like you said, Vince isn't getting any older, and we don't know much longer he'll be around for. So you know, let them get their feet wet now while they have the chance to, so that you know if something does happen. You know, things will at least be in good hands for the time being.
2: Definitely, a hundred percent. I mean, Vince McMahon right now just kind of looks looks tired and weathered i mean you talk about bags under somebody's eyes vince doesn't have bags vince has sacks uh you know under and around his eyes that are just you 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 can see it 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 almost looks like when when somebody's overtired and their eyes get puffy and bloodshot that's (laughs) the way he looked last night and i i I don't know if that's just from age or if it's from stress or if it's from overworked. It's, it's probably a combination of everything, Mm. but he's, he's, we're worried, Vince. We're worried about you, man. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Got to give just a little bit more of that control away so that you can ultimately get yourself into a good place so that you're around for some years to come. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah, that, that basically does it for uh, the episode this week here. We're, uh, we're getting close to the end of our time here. I mean, there's lots of other discussions on the table. You know, we didn't even get to the whole Jeff Hardy situation there. But uh, I, I don't really know the whole kind of story there. So I think we'll, we'll let that one kind of sit for a little bit. And, uh, you know, if, if anybody has more information about it, uh, you know, by all means, you know, feel free to uh, post some comments on our, our Facebook posting. And uh, if you hear more about that situation. And we'll definitely look into more. Maybe talk about it in the next episode too, because I know that's a pretty big piece of um, news and information that we didn't really get to. So
2: yeah, and just to quickly for everybody, essentially what happened is Jeff Hardy was arrested for DWI yeah. down in the United States. Um, he's going through whatever he needs to for that. Um, WWE did release a statement. The statement essentially said Jeff Hardy is his own person. We're gonna wait and for. Um, the sheriff's office uh, in that area in that jurisdiction Mm -hmm. to see their notes and their information first before we do anything so they're kind of leaving things nice up in the air open uh, you know just in case this was you know a misunderstand or something like that which i don't believe because i've seen the police report and i saw how much he blew over (laughs) um so really he was driving while influenced um, but where the WWE is going to go with it from there right now, we don't know because they said we don't know and we're waiting.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully things uh, turn out uh, well for him. Uh, been a fan of Jeff for a long time. You know, he's had some missteps in the past, but, uh, you know, was on a good roll there. So hopefully, uh, you know, good things will happen there, but you know, time will tell.
2: Definitely time will tell. Before we end things off, though, we do want to end, always, always, we need to end on a good note here. Yes. So on a good note, going into the WWE Hall of Fame Mm. Celebrity Wing this year, we have the one, the only, WWE fan, lifelong (laughs) Kid Rock, yeah. who has been very influential in a lot of stuff that has happened with the WWE, has done lots of music with the WWE, and even been in WrestleManias. Yep. So, I mean, kudos to him. Amazing to see Kid Rock. I, For me, personally, I, I'm happy with it.
1: Yep. And, you know, say what you will about uh, his music. You, you can't deny the definitely, the contributions uh, to WWE and WrestleManias, so... Uh, I think you know definitely a good choice for the Hall of Fame for the celebrity wing, which is you know a controversial thing in itself. uh, Even (laughs) with the current president of the United States being a being well in the WWE Hall of Fame celebrity part of yeah, so. All right, well, let's uh, end off this episode here. We'll talk about our social media here, Carl, and then we'll wrap it up here for this week. Definitely, we are available on Instagram, Twitter, and
2: Facebook. You can find us at all of those by searching out JK Podcasts. That's with an S on the end because JK Podcast was taken. So make sure, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you can find us, JK Podcasts. For those of you who did or did not watch tonight. I decided to kind of go on to the JK podcast Facebook page and do a live. Oh. And I'm going live right now. Nobody left any comments, so I don't know if anybody was even there or even watching, but always make sure that you are subscribed to us there because you never know when a live little broadcast may come about. Absolutely. So definitely you need to make sure that you're watching that and We still have our contest going over there. Mm -hmm. We are trying to get ourselves up to 100 likes on our Facebook page. Once we reach that 100 likes, there is a little contest that is there where you are going to see that you have to like, share, and tag some friends inside of that post where once we hit 100, you will have the chance of winning a Jake the Snake Roberts autographed photo sent to you for free anywhere in the world. That will be yours just for liking that post, sharing that post, and leaving a comment with a couple of friends.
1: Yeah, so unless you're orbiting up in the International Space Station, you know, even then, you know, once you get back down Earth, you still have a chance to win that. I'll send it if to the you, space station. I don't care. That, I wonder if that would be possible. How cool would that be to have that? Maybe that be up in the international space station. It could be a possibility if one of our fans is in that situation. And if you are the one that has picked, hey, bring it up and post on the wall, the international space station. I'll have Elon Musk bring it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that's a good way to wrap it up here for this week, everybody. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao. This is the Top Gun, Chase Bridge and you're listening to the J&K Podcast.
3: This is ECW original, the enforcer, C.W. Anderson. I'm listening and always listening to Turnbroker Talk with Joe and Carl, not only because I am an Anderson, but because these guys are extreme.